encouraged, and the preaching and teaching of God's Word is anointed and fulfilling. No matter where you are on your journey in life or your journey with the Lord, you'll find what you're looking for at Cornerstone Apostolic Church. Pastor McKinney and the Congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the Spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services. to a little bit of church every day. Home Bible study, 21st century style. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net, whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I, our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic, and Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. 
We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily ICAST, the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606-282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Praise the Lord, everybody, on this Thursday type of CAC Daily ICAST. Glad you could join us today. Hope you'll stick around for the entirety of the program as we bring you a little bit of church every day, home Bible study, 21st century style. We do have some announcements we need to make mention of. Of course, tonight at uh, 6 o'clock's visitation for Sister Tito Ratliff. And that will be at Bailey Funeral Home. Service will be at 7 p.m. And also, we need to remind you that the funeral will be tomorrow at 12 p.m. So keep that in mind. And all that's at Bailey Funeral Home in Elkhorn City, Kentucky. Be in much prayer for Sister Tito's family. Also, uh, if you want to be a part of the Christmas program at CAC this year, sign-up sheet is on the back podium at CAC, or you can contact Sister Pam Bartley. Also, CAC homecoming service Saturday, October the 21st, 7 p.m., Sunday, October the 22nd at 11 a.m. Brother George Scott is going to be our guest speaker. CAC trunk or treats coming up. That's going to be Tuesday, October the 31st, 6 to 8 p.m., and we're going to witness to our community. No, we're not ghosts and goblins and all that. We're going to be presenting Jesus. So come on out. That'll be October the 31st on a Tuesday, 6 to 8 p.m. CAC Harvest Time Crusade, Friday, November the 17th, 7 p.m. Brother Buddy Puckett's going to be with us. Saturday, November the 18th, 7 p.m. Brother James Chesser's going to be with us. And also, we are going to have Brother Michael Moppin on Sunday, November the 19th at 11 a.m. And then CAC Daily iCast right here. We're getting ready to celebrate. We're going to have an online celebration Tuesday, December the 5th. Started broadcasting Monday through Friday back in 2013. So we're going to have an online celebration. And uh, then we're going to uh, uh, just talk about how we got started and why we got started and some of the things that's happened through the years since we've been started. And then uh, CAC Christmas program will be Sunday, December the 10th at 6 p.m., and then CAC New Year's Eve celebration will be Sunday, December 31st, 9 to midnight. So come on out and be with us. That rounds up the, the year. And uh, we want you to be a part of any and all of those. If you have any questions, you can always go to our website at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Click on the current events page and see what's on the calendar. Well, we do want to remember the Leah Tito Ratliff family as they are going through the loss of Sister Tito. And let's uh, be praying that the Lord will comfort them. Let's remember Debbie Ratliff's mom, Ray Sawyers, Pete Sensell, Stephanie Sensell, Selena Bryant. Let's also remember Stacy Dotson, Leo Lander, 
Mark Smith, Angie Smith, Cohen Hunt, Braden Anderson, and Tennille McCoy. Let's remember all of these in prayer. And uh, we know the Lord's going to do some great things, and uh, we want him to get the glory out of everything in our lives. So we're going to go to the Lord in prayer. And, of course, there's several ways that you can drop your request to us. And that is 606-282-4108, or you can email those to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or prayer at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer as we open up today's service. Lord, we come before your presence, and we thank you for this opportunity that you have blessed us, Lord, to be gathered here together in your precious name. We're thankful, Lord, that you have allowed us to utilize this platform to teach your word. I pray, Lord, that you would help us as we utilize this platform, that we will use it wisely, and that we will find that if we will give you praise and honor during this broadcast, that you're going to do some great things in this broadcast. Lord, we love you. We praise you. We thank you for everything you've done in the past. Over the past 10 years, you've been so good to us. And, Lord, I just pray that you would move in a mighty way for each and every one on our prayer list. You know their needs, their situations, the miracles they need, the healings they need. Whatever the situation is, Lord, we're going to believe that you're going to do that and that you're going to bring comfort unto those that need comforted, healing to those that need healed. And, Lord, we just believe that you are going to show your power in these lives of these individuals. And, Lord, we're going to give you the praise. Bless the broadcast today as uh, we utilize this platform and begin to fellowship with your people from all across the U.S. and around the world. For it's all in the mighty name of Jesus, we ask and pray. Amen, amen. Well, looking outside my window pane, it is cloudy. It is dreary. That's right. It's 61 degrees. Yeah, it kind of makes you want to sleep in. I wanted to sleep in this morning. Well, it looks like it's going to be a high of around 74 today. Mostly cloudy, a couple of showers, and a thunderstorm. And then tomorrow's going to be sunshine. That's right. It's going to be sunshine, and it's going to be um, something that uh, not only uh, sunshine, but going to have a few patchy clouds, and they could be a shower in the area. So 77 for the high. It's going to feel like 81. That means humidity is going to be air you can wear. Well, looks like that on Saturday, looks like we're going to have partly sunny skies, patchy fog in the morning, then nice in the afternoon. Great day to be outside. And that's on Saturday. Last night, we uh, we had church, of course, last night. And then uh, we uh, stayed around and practiced a few songs and, and the music department singers did. And then we just kind of just hung out and sat around and talked a while. When we got ready to go home, we was going home, and it was so foggy. I mean, the fog was just uh, thick, and uh, you couldn't hardly see. You couldn't put your lights on bright because it just whited out everything. That's how thick the fog was. But um, somebody said back in uh, the day when people began to look at how weather patterns were and all that, that ever how many uh days of fog you have in a certain month. I don't know which month it is, if it's, uh, you know, uh, September, October, November, I don't know. But they said ever how many fogs 
foggy mornings you have, I think it's the way it is, that's how many snows you're going to have that year. And uh, if that be the case, we've had a lot of foggy mornings. So uh, anyway, I don't know how that works. All I know is the Lord put things in motion. He'll do as he pleases. If we get snow, it's because he allowed it to snow. If we get rain, it's going to be because he allowed it to rain. But today looks like mostly cloudy with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm. And, of course, if we look at our current radar conditions, you can see that um, nothing going on right now. But uh, we do have, right here's where we're located at, and we do have uh, some showers out to our west and to our southwest. And um, doesn't look like any of those are going to bother us currently, but it could pop up just any time, a shower or a thunderstorm. So keep that in mind if you're out and about. And uh, we hope that... Uh, Everybody has a, a good day of weather. You know, sometimes we need to know that uh, there's some uh, folks all across the U.S. and around the world that have different weather. Uh, I, I saw where one of our viewers yesterday had placed that that's supposed to be their last day of triple digits. <laughs> that's right. Oh, I feel sorry for our sister out in Arizona. She she goes to those triple digit numbers and then those double digits that are in the higher 90s and all of that but uh you know I was out in Arizona one time and and uh it's just a dry heat it's it's very dry it's not uh it's not like it is around here when when you get a lot of heat sometimes it's humid uh, it's just a dry heat is all I could explain it as that's the way it was in Nevada and Arizona but um it may be different where you're at. It may be uh, that you have a little bit of humidity and it uh, kind of mixes in and makes it even a little bit more miserable. <laughs> That's right. That'd be bad, wouldn't it? Well, we're glad that you've joined us today. Let's jump right into our Bible reading. We're reading through the Word. We read two chapters yesterday. Just going to read one today. This is Second Samuel chapter 23. Second Samuel chapter 23. Now these be the last words of David. David the son of Jesse said, and the man who was raised up on high, the anointed of the God of Jacob, and the sweet psalmist of Israel said, The Spirit of the Lord spake by me, and his word was in my tongue. The God of Israel said, The rock of Israel spake to me. He that ruleth over men must be just, ruling in the fear of God. And he shall be as the light of the morning when the sun riseth, even a morning without clouds, as the tender grass springing out of the earth by clear shining after rain. Although my house be not so with God, yet he hath made with me an everlasting covenant, ordered in all things and sure. For this is all my salvation and all my desire, although he made it not to grow. But the sons of Belial shall be all of them as thorns thrust away, because they cannot be taken with hands. But the man that shall touch them must be fenced with iron and the staff of a spear, and they shall be utterly burned with fire in the same place. These be the names of the mighty men whom David had. The Tachmonite that sat in the seat, chief among the captains. The same was Adino the Esnite, 
he lift up his spear against eight hundred whom he slew at one time. And after him was Eleazar the son of Dodo the Ahohite, one of the three mighty men with David, when they defied the Philistines that were there gathered together to battle, and the men of Israel were gone away. He arose and smote the Philistines until his hand was weary, and his hand clave under the sword. And the Lord wrought a great victory that day, and the people returned after him only to spoil. And after him was Shammah, the son of Agi the Hararite. And the Philistines were gathered together into a troop, where was a piece of ground full of lentils, and the people fled from the Philistines. But he stood in the midst of the ground and defended it, and slew the Philistines, and the Lord wrought a great victory. And three of the thirty chief went down, and came to David in the harvest time, under the cave of Adullam, and the troop of the Philistines pitched in the valley of Rephaim. And David was then in an hold, and the garrison of the Philistines was then in Bethlehem. And David longed and said, Oh, that one would give me drink of the water of the well of Bethlehem, which is by the gate. And the three mighty men brake through the host of the Philistines, and drew water out of the well of Bethlehem that was by the gate, and took it and brought it to David. Nevertheless he would not drink thereof, but poured it out unto the Lord. And he said, Be it far from me, O Lord, that I should do this. Is not this the blood of the men that went in jeopardy of their lives? Therefore he would not drink it. These things did these three mighty men. And Abishai, the brother of Joab, the son of Zeruiah, was chief among three. And he lifted up his spear against three hundred, and slew them, and had the name among three. Was he not most honorable of the three? Therefore he was their captain, howbeit he attained not unto the first three. And Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, the son of a valiant man of Kabziel, who had done many acts, he slew two lion-like men of Moab. He went down also and slew a lion in the midst of a pit in time of snow. And he slew an Egyptian, a goodly man, and the Egyptian had a spear in his hand. But he went down to him with a staff, and plucked the spear out of the Egyptian's hand, and slew him with his own spear. These things did Benaiah the son of Jehoiada, and had the name among three mighty men. He was more honorable than the thirty, but he attained not to the first three, and David set him over his guard. Asahel, the brother of Joab, was one of the thirty. Elhanan, the son of Dodo of Bethlehem. Shammah, the Haradite. Eliakah, the Haradite. Helez, the Paltite. Ira, the son of Ikesh, the Tekoite. Abiezer, the Anathothite. Mabunai, the Hushathite. Zalman, the Ahohite. Maharai, the Natophathite. Heleb, the son of Baana, a Natophathite. Itai, the son of Ribai, out of Gibeah of the children of Benjamin. Benaiah, the Pirathonite. Hidai of the brooks of Gaash. Abilbon, the Arbathite. Asmaveth, the Barhumite. Eliaba, the Shaelbanite, of the sons of Jashan, Jonathan. Shammah, the Hararite. Ahiam, the son of Sharar, the Hararite. Eliphalet, the son of Ahazbei, the son of the Maacathite. Eliam, the son of Ahithophel, the Gilonite. Hezrai, the Carmelite. Peareai, the Arbite. Igel, the son of Nathan of Zobah. Bani, the Gadite. Zelek, the Ammonite. Neherai, the Beerothite, armor-bearer to Joab, the son of Zeruiah. Ira, an Ithrite. Garab, an Ithrite. 
Uriah the Hittite, 30 and 7 in all. 2 Samuel chapter 20. We didn't want to get wrapped up into another chapter there. Just kind of a little slow on doing the pause. Well, we finally got it paused. And uh, we're glad that you've joined us today on this beautiful day in the studio. Not so on the outside of the studio. But, uh, hey, we got to take a little rain. Sometimes you'll never appreciate the sunshine if you don't have the rain. I believe somebody probably wrote a song about that. Well, we do have uh, some things that uh, we want to do at this time that we didn't get to do uh, yesterday. We got all wrapped up in everything we was doing, and we uh, went over, and we're we're getting close to going over today. But we're going to do uh, our 60 seconds with the pastor, and we're going to do two of those today. So uh, we're going to start with episode number 48. Here we go. Praise the Lord, everybody. I'm Pastor Richard D. McKinney, and welcome to 60 Seconds with the Pastor. Proverbs 14 and 23 says, In all labor there is profit, but the talk of the lips tendeth only to penury. The New Living Translation says it this way, Work brings profit but mere talk leads to poverty. Have you ever heard someone say all talk and no do? Or talk is cheap? Some people are good talkers. They talk, talk, and talk some more. But you soon begin to realize they are just all talk. The Lord is not looking for people who are all talk, for that leads to lack. The Lord is looking for doers, for in doing there is profit. Rewards come from labor, not talk. And that is episode number 48 of 60 Seconds with the Pastor. And now we're going to do episode 49 of 60 Seconds with the Pastor. Praise the Lord, everybody. I'm Pastor Richard D. McKinney, and welcome to 60 Seconds with the Pastor. Psalms 150 and verse 6 says, Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Notice it says everything, not just every person. That's everything that breathes, not just every person that breathes. All creation was made to praise him, not just man. And then the last four words of verse 6 gives each person a directive. Praise ye the Lord. While everything that has breath should praise the Lord, are you praising the Lord? You do have breath, right? And that was episode number 49 of 60 Seconds with the Pastor. If you got a minute, then you got time for 60 Seconds with the Pastor. Today, you must have had two minutes because we had two minutes with the pastor. And uh, now it's time for us to do a little catch up with our trivia question of the day.
Friday from 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Woo-wee! That's some mighty fine internet radio. What time is it? i tell you what time it is. It's time for another CAC Trivia Question of the Day. CAC Trivia Question of the Day is brought to you by Cornerstone Apostolic Church and the Apostolic Voice of Phelps Radio and Television Broadcast. The radio broadcast is heard every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. on WQHYFM 95.5 out of Prestonsburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net and click on the Listen Live link Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also watch the Apostolic Voice of Phelps television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW. That's WQCW-TV. And you can also watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. Well, today's trivia question, who was the first king of Israel? Who was the first king of Israel? All you have to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily, click on the link, it'll take you where you need to go, and we'll have the results on tomorrow's broadcast. Well, speaking of results, let's see what the results of yesterday's trivia question, which was this. In what book in the Bible is an iron axe head recorded as floating? And out of those that participated? Well, it looks like 100% of you got it correct. And the correct answer. In what book of the Bible is the iron axe head recorded as floating? That was Second Kings. Second Kings chapter 6 verse 5 and 6. So, yeah, we'll give a great hand to all of those who um, have uh, have uh, participated and got it right. So, there you go. That's uh, all part of uh, the, um, the process of learning is to take a trivia question and then uh, begin to just say, I'm going to see what that trivia question is answer truly is and then you start learning that's right you start learning so that's the trivia question who was the first king of israel try your best to get it right you got a one in three chance of doing it play catch up just a little bit with our Commonwealth Minute. We did not get to have a Commonwealth Minute yesterday. We ran out of time. So we're going to do yesterday's Commonwealth Minute and today's Commonwealth Minute. So here is yesterday's. Welcome to the Commonwealth Minute. Here's your host, Richard Nelson. The abortion issue is taking center stage in the governor's race between Daniel Cameron and Andy Bashir. Cameron is pro-life, Bashir is pro-abortion. The latest ad by Andy Bashir attacks Cameron's pro-life position by featuring a young woman who was raped by her stepfather when she was just 12 years old. It's tragic, it's horrible. The stepfather eventually went to jail. 
Rape is illegal in Kentucky and is punished severely, but Bashir's inflammatory ad is meant to anger women and diminish the principle that human life is worth protecting in the womb, something that Cameron has defended in his tenure as Kentucky's Attorney General. Now we'll find out what the voters think on November the 7th. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at CPC4Kentucky and on the web at CommonwealthPolicyCenter.org. And that is the Commonwealth Minute, Commonwealth Policy Center. And uh, we want to uh, play today's because uh, that was yesterday's. And we're going to see what today's hold. Let's see um, if I can find it right here and get all of our... um, Well, let's see. We may have missed just a few of these. Uh, Let's see if we can't... uh, Here's Navy. The Navy nixes drag queen recruiting effort. Let's see what that one's about. Here we go with the Commonwealth Minute. Welcome to the Commonwealth Minute. Here's your host, Richard Nelson. The United States Navy ended a recruiting campaign featuring an active duty sailor who's also a drag queen. The sailor was part of a digital ambassador program which tried to attract new recruits through a social media platform. The program is now history, but as drag queens represent a crisis of identity, Navy leadership should do some soul-searching as to its core values and what kind of recruits contribute to a successful mission. The Navy's use of drag queens to recruit was destined to fail because the drag culture of radical self-expression contradicts the Navy's culture of sacrifice, discipline, and service. If the Navy is able to recruit a new generation of worthy sailors, They'll need to promote virtue and self-sacrifice, not drag queens, to meet their goals. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at CPC4Kentucky and on the web at CommonwealthPolicyCenter.org. Well, it is time for us to take our little break, and we're going to clear up the lag, so don't touch at any key. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome to A Little Bit of Church Every Day, home Bible study 21st century style. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net, whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I, our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic, and Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, 
And you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606-282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to another CAC Daily iCast. Just a little bit of church every day, home Bible study, 21st century style, as we bring you just a little bit of teaching every day uh, from about 1030 to 1050, 1055, somewhere in that neighborhood. But we certainly appreciate you joining us today. Hope you got your pad, your pencil, your Bible out. Hope you're getting ready to study with us as we are working our way through the book of Revelation. Also, I'd like to uh, just make a note here that we uh, want you to remember if you're not getting our text and updates from this broadcast, and the only time you'll ever get a text or update from this broadcast, if we have a cancellation, rescheduling, technical difficulty, something happens, we can't get on the air. That's the only time you will get a text. You won't get no text from me at any other time. Uh, just get your phone out right now and text at CAC Daily to the number 81010. And when you do that, you get put on the list and... Um, then when we have a cancellation, rescheduling, technical difficulties, never know why we can't get on the air here in East Kentucky, and you're sitting there in front of your laptop, PC, smartphone, or tablet, and you're saying, well, why isn't the broadcast on? Well, you don't have to wonder anymore. Just get your phone out and follow that instruction at CAC Daily to the number 81010 and you'll be put on the list. Also, we'd like to make mention that tonight at 6 o'clock is visitation, 7 o'clock is service for Sister Tito Ratliff at Bailey Funeral Home, and also tomorrow at 12 is the funeral. So keep that in mind and be in much prayer for the family. Well, we want to pick up where we left off uh, yesterday, and uh, we finished up with our uh, study uh, on the, uh, I think it was... Uh, let me see here where we left off and make sure I'm not forgetting something. But uh, we uh, were studying the Church of Philadelphia, the Church of Brotherly Love. And now we're, we're going to study a church that had, had a big problem, had a big problem. And we're going to see what that big problem is. So we're going to pick up in verse number 14 of Revelation chapter 3. And unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things saith the Amen, the faithful, and the true and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that thou wert cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am rich, and increased with goods, and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched, and miserable, and poor, and blind, and naked. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich, and white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear. And anoint thine eyes with eye salve, that thou mayest see." As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. 
Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down with my father in his throne. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Well, We've got a lot to cover today. We hope to get it all squeezed in. And uh, again, we want you to know that we can't cover everything, but we're going to try our best to cover uh, the the most that we can. And uh, we encourage you to continue to study even beyond what we teach here on a daily basis. But let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask him to guide our thoughts and our heart as we study today. And this is going to be about the church of Laodicea. Lord, we come before your presence and we thank you for this opportunity that you have blessed us to utilize this platform to fellowship with your people all across the U.S. and around the world. I pray, Lord, that we will be able to teach your word line upon line, precept upon precept, expounding it fully so that we can all leave here with the knowledge we need of your word. And it's all in the mighty name of Jesus we ask and pray. Amen. We might make mention this is a lesson or episode number 1087 of our study through the word. Now, with this uh, uh, church uh, of Laodicea, Laodicea means the judging of the people. Um, the rule of the priest is now substituted by the rule of the people. And um, when churches, and there's nothing wrong with having some uh, input, you know, every pastor needs to surround himself with people that uh, are full of the Holy Ghost, first of all, and have some input into uh, direction of the church and decisions and things that the pastor can just bounce things off of. And uh, so with that said, uh, Laodicea had become a church where the people began to rule. The people would uh, uh, now be in place of the priest. And um, if we're not careful, uh, any church that begins to allow, and and don't take this wrong, the, the laity, the people that attend that church, to tell them what to preach, what to do, how to do it, that pastor's ministry is ineffective, and that pastor's ministry is done at that church. Laodicea became that church, and we see what kind of condition a church will get in if people try to tell the ministry what to do. Now, there's nothing wrong with, you know, uh, coming up and just talking to a minister and saying, hey, you know, you, you had the wrong attitude when you said that or when you did that, and, and nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with discussion, right? But you can't go up to the pastor and say, Pastor, don't you preach on holiness no more. Pastor, don't you preach on, uh, you know, Jesus' name no more. You, the laity cannot become the leadership because if the pastor doesn't lead, remember the letters, the letters to the seven churches is not to the laity. It's not to the people. It's to the pastors. And the pastors are always the, the one that the Lord 
talks to and reveals things to. So with that said, the church of Laodicea was a church that decided we don't want to hear what the pastor's got to say. We don't want to hear what the preacher's got to say. We want the rule. We think things should be done this way. We think it should happen this way. We think church should be this. And you see what a condition it got in. They became lukewarm. They became people that thought they was rich, but they was poor. They thought they had need of nothing, but they needed everything. Because when you get out of order with the Word of God, you can't expect everything to run smoothly. If leaders can't lead, then the church is in trouble. I'm going to say that again. If leaders cannot lead, the church is in trouble. If you want a church of Laodicea, just start telling the preacher what to preach and what to do and how to do it and let people start having a rule and then you'll have a church that is just like Laodicea. Oh, nobody wants a Laodicean church. We want that Philadelphia church, brotherly love, not denying the name, holding fast the word. But no, there are churches today where the congregation rules. Now, I know we're living in a different society than what was in John's day, but the Bible is the same for every generation. So if we look and read Revelation and the church of Laodicea's condition, we see it happen because of the people. The people began to rule. You know, I'm, I'm of this mind. If I'm working, say I'm, I'm working on plumbing something or electrical or, or building something, and somebody comes up to me and says, hey, let me show you an easier way to do this. And they show me and it works, then I'll take that advice. But if somebody comes up and says, hey, let me show you something, uh, try it this way, and I'll say that won't work. Well, why would I want to continue to do try something that somebody suggests if it doesn't work? The church of, of Laodicea, I should say, the church of Laodicea didn't work. The, the setup didn't work. The, um, the uh, structure of the church did not work. In fact, it caused the church to become lukewarm. Anytime that leadership cannot lead, the church will become cold, may even be lifeless, but it will definitely be lukewarm. And you know what the Lord said he would do to the lukewarm church? Spew them out of his mouth. That means throw up. Could we look at that and say a lukewarm church makes God sick? Well, we know that God has never been sick a day in his life, but he spews it out just like you would if you was trying to uh, regurgitate. So he spews the church of Laodicea out of his mouth. I think this is very telling because it's the judging of the people. The people have become 
the judge. The people have become the pastor. The people have become the rule of the church. We don't care what the pastor says. We're going to do it this way. We don't care what the pastor says we need to do. We're going to do it this way. So when when that division comes, that church is doomed for lukewarmness. It is doomed. You can't have a vibrant, revival, thriving church when the leadership cannot lead and the people try to lead. That, that's how bad things began to happen. Well, let's, let's look a little further. The rule of the priest was substituted by the rule of the people. In history, uh, we see, and most people say, this is the end-time church. But I see a little bit of the end-time church in all of the churches. There's going to be faith when the Lord comes back. There's going to be churches that have brotherly love when the Lord comes back. But also you see churches that are compromising, uh, just like Laodicea, uh, letting letting the laity take control. You know, uh, we're, we're looking at also, uh, we can look at churches, all the seven churches, and we see a little bit of each one in our day today. So to say that, you know, uh, the first, church that we talked about and and uh, the last church we're talking about are time periods. I'm, I'm not so bought into the time periods as I am understanding that all of these um, uh, letters to the churches are just revealing what happens if people don't follow Jesus. And so uh, Laodicea, well, um, I think it's interesting that the Lord found nothing, nothing good to say about Laodicea. Oh, I don't want Cornerstone to be a church or Pipe Apostolic Church to be a church that the Lord doesn't have anything good to say about it. But Laodicea did not have any commendation but had plenty of condemnation. The church at Laodicea did not have one thing that the church, the Lord rather, looked at and said was good. Not one thing. Nothing in this church to commend. Not one word. Pretty sad, isn't it? But that's what happens when you get out of the will of God. The order, the order of the church is that Christ is the head of the church and the, and the pastor is under Christ and then you have deacons and teachers. You have the fivefold ministry, actually. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers and helps. And all these work under the pastor. All these work under the leadership. And then you have the laity. But when any of those get out of order, if we try to be like Jesus and say, I'm going to, uh, you know, uh, tell that one uh, they're going to hell. If, if I'm going to tell that one this is that and the other, we have to be careful because when we become judgmental and judging, we become like the church of Laodicea. We sit around and we say, well, I don't think you should do that. I don't like that. I think you should change that. We become 
the judging laity, the judging laity. But there was a lot of condemnation, not one word of commending the church of Laodicea about anything, but there was plenty to speak against it. There was much about this church the Lord condemned. The church of Laodicea claimed to be wealthy and had need of nothing. Now, sometimes if a church has money and a church has plenty, they think, I don't need anything. Oh, we're really cruising now. We're really doing what the Lord would have us to do now. Not realizing that money's not proof that God is with you. Money is when wealth is not proof that God's favor is upon you. In fact, he looked at the Laodicean church and he said, you claim to be wealthy and have need of nothing. However, you're poor, you're wretched, you're miserable, you're blind and naked. Oh, he, he just told it like it was. He said, you think you've got money, you have need of nothing. I'm going to tell you, you are poor. You are so poor. And you are wretched. Oh, those are stout words. And uh, I'd like to, if I can, very quickly try to bring up the Greek in this because uh, sometimes when you uh, get a full meaning of the understanding, um, you begin to see uh, basically what it uh, is saying. Um, said, you say you're rich and increased with good and have need of nothing. Now let me let me back up to uh, verse seventeen. I am rich. I'm rich, increased with goods. Oh, we've got everything going at our church. We got programs. We got this. We got that. We got and and. But what about Jesus? What what about what about being rich in Christ? Well, let's see what happens. said, we have need of nothing. We have need of nothing. And we don't uh, need anything. But the Lord said, you know what? You're you're poor. You're poor. Um, uh, You're wretched. And that word wretched is the one that I want because poor, of course, we know what poor means. It means uh, you really don't have anything. It can be spiritual uh, being poor spiritually, being poor in love, being poor in in uh, our walk with the Lord. It can, poor takes in all that, not just money. But they thought just because they had money, they had everything. The, the, the Lord had his hand upon them. They was doing great things. It was just awesome. But you see, money doesn't prove anything. I know a lot of churches that are struggling that have the power of God moving in it, struggling financially, I should say, or struggling they don't have any extra. And I know churches that have money that they could give to churches and and help them pay off their mortgages. But they don't have the Spirit of the Lord moving. So, Here's the here's the understanding. Let's look at that word wretched because I think that is is a word worth diving into. 
it comes from something mean, uh, meaning uh, an enduring trial, uh, enduring toils and trouble, afflicted, afflicted. Uh, you, you don't understand that you're poor and, and you're wretched. You're, you're uh, miserable. You're, um, you know, uh, in trouble. You're in trouble. The church of Laodicea was in trouble. Now, sometimes we find ourselves in trouble because we won't follow the word of the Lord. We won't, we won't do what it says, and then we wonder why our life is falling apart when really we just need to look and say, oh, I know why I'm wretched because I'm in trouble. They were in trouble. They were, they were people that, that basically, if, if I can uh, just kind of get this uh, word uh, from the Greek, it, it just simply means uh, wretched, miserable. And then he mentions miserable next. But wretched means uh, more of being in trouble, being afflicted. Uh, you, you, you're, you're not as healthy as you think you are. You're not as strong a church as you think you are. You're not doing as good as you think you are. You're wretched, which means you're, you're, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. Now look at miserable. Miserable just simply means, uh, something that is, um, to look at, to be pitied. Uh, uh, pity is something pitiful. Could we say, that Laodicea was a pitiful church because they were miserable. You ever been miserable? You ever had a headache and you're just so miserable with it? Or you ever had flu and the aches and pains, you're just so miserable with it? Well, that's the way Laodicea was. When, when, when a church does not follow Jesus and gets miserable, the laity can't stand themselves. They can't stand each other. You know, when I when I get into a uh, place, I tell my wife the other day, we were just talking about general things. I said, you know how it is when I'm sick. I don't want to be bothered by nobody. I just turn the light off and bring me something to drink every now and then and just leave me in the dark. Leave me alone <laughs> because I'm miserable. And, and when you're miserable, you can't stand yourself and you can't stand others. Well, a miserable church, which the Laodicean church was, because the laity was, was running the church, they were ruining the church. They were causing the church to be miserable. They couldn't stand each other. They couldn't stand leadership. They couldn't stand. They were miserable. Even though they had money, even though they said they had need of nothing, no, we're good. We're good. You ever talk to somebody and say, how you doing? They say, oh, I'm good. And you realize, no, you're not. You're, you're miserable. You're miserable and, and you're, you're lukewarm and you, you're really not got anything with Jesus. Now, am I judging? No, I'm just saying this is what happens when people become a Laodicean church or a, the spirit of Laodicea. And that just is a lukewarm spirit. Oh, we don't want the church to ever be lukewarm. 
That's why when we come on a Wednesday night, a Sunday day, uh, we want to we wanna be vibrant in our worship and in our praise. We want to be exuberant in how we uh, respond to God and respond to His Word, because if we're not careful, we will become the Laodicean church. The Laodicean church didn't like the songs the choir sung. Oh, it's not written, but you know that's how the the lukewarm church is when it's run by laity. We don't like that song. We don't like that program. We don't like that sermon. We don't like the way you preach that. We don't like the way that was done. It's too hot in here. It's too cold in here. It's too loud. It's too low. <laughs> we're, we're, I think the, the um, Laodicean church was a Goldilocks church. They were looking for the just right but in looking for the just right, they became lukewarm. They became lukewarm. They were miserable, pitiful. Not only that, they were poor. And, and that word poor is like a beggar, a pauper. Uh, they, they had nothing. Even though they said they had need of nothing, they had nothing. They had need of everything. Bible also says that they were blind. They were blind. It's just simply a physical or mental or spiritual blindness. We can look at it in several ways. They can be mentally blind, not thinking on the Lord, not thinking right. That's kind of what the Laodicean church was. They wasn't thinking right. They thought they had need of nothing. They wasn't thinking right. They thought they was rich. They wasn't thinking right. You see, when you begin to uh, look at the way that they presented themselves, I'm rich, increased with goods, and have need of nothing. That's what they thought. Their mind was messed up. They were blind in their thinking. So, yeah, they were blind. Oh, they had eyes they could see. They just couldn't see nothing spiritual. They had eyes. They could look around and see, oh, man, we got all these great buildings. We got money. We got goods. We got everything we need. But they kept forgetting. We need the Lord. We need him in the midst. A church without Jesus is just a building and club members. You're just a member of a club. But when the Lord's in the midst, it becomes the church. That's why in your house, when the Lord's in the midst of your house, your house becomes a sanctuary. That's why if you're, uh, if you're on your job and you allow the Lord to be in the midst, even your job, your office, your, your place of work becomes a sanctuary where you can worship him. Oh, I, I know that, uh, you know, sometimes people say, well, you know, uh, if you say I'm blind, you're really putting me down. Well, the Lord was wanting them to understand their condition. And it all came, and we have to go back to the beginning, it all came because the people were in charge. The people were large and in charge, and they were telling the leadership what to do. They was running the church. And I always say this, when people start running the church, they will ruin the church. 
they will ruin the church. Let leadership lead. And if leadership don't lead right, that's on the leadership. And, and you, you know, any church has the opportunity to say, you know, the leadership's gone out in left field and not leading right. We need to get a new leader. That's right. It, 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 there's no use setting under false teaching, false doctrine, setting in a lukewarm church. That's right. If leadership is lukewarm and 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 too wimpy to to uh, take control of leadership and lead, you know, I've always said this. I, I I want to lead the church. I don't want my hands tied to where I have to look at somebody and say, "Well, you know, I've got this great idea. Uh, I'd like to do this," and 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 they say, "No." Or I look at them and say, "You know what?" Uh, the, there's a missionary that that uh, we need to help out. No, you know what? Uh, you know, I th I think that if we was to uh, you know uh, build this wing for the youth, uh, that the youth would no. You know, if if leadership is always shutting ministry down, you know what? You're going to end up being a Laodicean church, a Laodicean church. So they were blind. They were blind in their mind. They didn't know they was naked. They didn't know they was miserable, wretched, and poor, blind, and naked. They didn't know that because of the blindness. Blindness doesn't happen in your eyesight. It happens in your mind. When your mind is blind and when you're spiritually blind, you can't see what to do or what needs to be done. So, this is what the Lord is telling them. Then the Lord says, you know what? You're naked. Naked means nude, of course, and we can look without clothing, uh, ill-clad, clad in undergarments only. Have you ever noticed when people now go to Walmart, they're in basically their pajamas and even undergarments? Yeah, stuff that should never be seen. But that is what this is talking about. They're naked. They're, they're very provocative. Uh, you have to beware of a church that has no clothing modesty standard. I'm going to say that again. You have to beware of a church that has no clothing modesty standard. These people were walking around ill-clad, undergarments. Um, you know, um, they, lay, they laid aside their garments. It don't matter how we dress. It don't matter how we dress. It don't matter what we wear. Me and uh, my keyboard player were just talking last night that people have no respect for funerals anymore. Not only don't, don't they want to come, but when they do come, they're dressed provocatively. You know, used to people, when when you went to church, you dressed for church. When you went to um, an interview, you dressed for that interview. If you went, I remember when we used to go to town. That's how you tell when you're in a small city. When you go to town, you would dress up. You wouldn't, you wouldn't put on your pajamas. I don't know what my parents would have done if I'd had my pajamas on and they said, come on, we're going to town and I started getting in a car, they'd say, ho, 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 wait. 
You ain't going nowhere like that. I don't know why parents let their kids out in the things that they're in today, but they are. And uh, so that's what that word naked means. And uh, so with that said, um, I know we're running over a little bit, but I want to uh, cover this because it's, it's so important. So then the Lord says, and maybe we should just bring it to a close today. I, I, I wanted to go over just a little bit, but um, maybe we should bring it to a close today and uh, pick up in verse number 18, uh, where the Lord is telling them, this is what you need to do. You see, the Lord never lets a, a church just fall apart. Never lets the churches fall apart. He tells the pastor what to do, but if the pastor doesn't do it and the church doesn't do it, they're headed for destruction. They'll fall apart. They'll fizzle out. They will waste away. So we want to pick up tomorrow on this. Um, let's go to the Lord in prayer as we uh, close out today. I want to uh, ask you, um, wherever you're attending church, whatever your uh, pastor, your, your uh, church is, does leadership lead or do the people rule? Does one family run the church or does several families run the church? We don't want to be a lukewarm church. Let's pray God keep us from being lukewarm. Not only the church we attend, but us as individuals. Let's pray. Lord, we come before your presence and we thank you for the study today. There's so much with the church of Laodicea. There's so much that we can look at and see in our day today. I pray, Lord, that you would move in a mighty miraculous way for each and every one that's watching, either live or by way of on demand at a later time, that we will take inventory of ourselves, that we will not be lukewarm, but we will be on fire for you. I pray also, Lord, that you would move in a mighty way for every church that has walked away from your will, the will of leadership. You've always had leaders. You've always had people in charge. Help those churches that want to get back on track, that they can repent and start submitting to you, to leadership, and to what you want to do with that church. For it's all in the mighty name of Jesus we ask and pray. Amen. Well, that will uh, close out our teaching today. I hope that you have been blessed uh, by the teaching. I tell you, when I start uh, looking at uh, these churches and, and especially Laodicea, there's just so much to dig into uh, that we went over 
uh, more than what we should have. Uh, I don't want to bore you. I don't want to cause you to to just uh, figure out, well, I'm going to go do something else. This is too long. Um, I want to try to keep it in that 20, 25-minute frame. And uh, sometimes we just get uh, so deep into it that the time gets away. But uh, we want to pick up tomorrow. I'm, I'm not sure about tomorrow's broadcast. You'll just have to, uh, and, and again, if you're not receiving our text and updates when we have a cancellation, get your phone out right now and text just like you see at CAC Daily. That's all you put in the text and text that to the number 81010. Because tomorrow we have the funeral of Sister uh, uh, Tito, and uh, that's at 12. So I'm pretty sure that I'm going to have to leave about 10 or 1030 uh, to go uh, to the funeral home. So with that said and done, I'm pretty sure we'll just go ahead and say no, no CAC Daily ICAST tomorrow. That's Friday, uh, September the 29th. No CAC Daily ICAST. And uh, again, if you'd like to start receiving text and updates, you can do that simply by texting at CAC Daily to the number 81010. Well, it is time for us to get out of here and get some stuff done. I hope you've enjoyed the broadcast. Hope you'll tell others. We do have our trivia question up and running. Who was the first king of Israel? Go and answer the question. You've got a one in three chance of getting it right. That's right. So go and answer the question. Well, we got to get out of here and get some stuff done. Everybody have a great day because we are out of here. On behalf of Pastor McKinney and the congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services.